Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is award-winning writer-director Anna Guto, and we're going to be talking about her new film, Paradise Highway. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you so much, Jan. I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure having you here. This movie is a very exciting movie. It's about a timely topic, and it stars Juliette Binoche and Morgan Freeman and Frank Grillo. It is such a great film. It really, really is. Um, can you just tell our audience a little bit about what Paradise Highway is all about. So Paradise Highway follows a female trucker. And obviously female truckers is well, it's something that most of us, some of us don't even know exists and most of us certainly don't know much about. So it follows this female trucker played by Juliette Binoche. And she uh, loves her brother who is played by Frank Grillo and he's in prison. And in order for him to stay safe on the inside, she does these runs for him on the outside for, uh, for one of the prison gangs. And it's drugs that she usually runs for him to save his life. Now this particular day, the package turns out to be a girl instead of a package of drugs. So it puts her in a terrible dilemma and it allows us to be on a, an, a riveting adventure for the rest of the movie. And that's when Morgan Freeman and Cameron Monaghan comes in playing uh, playing a pair of FBI detectives who starts being on their trail. You wrote this script. What attracted you to this and this topic and why did you write about human trafficking? And then it's a it's a topic that more and more films are coming out discussing uh, documentaries I've seen about this topic. But what drew you to this particular subject matter? You know, trafficking is something that happens right under our noses, and and it's and and it's it, it's terrible to see. And I, I had an experience when I was a teenager that it turned out that there had been a brothel in my friend's building, um, and and this was in this was in an, in a nice neighborhood. There was nothing wrong with the neighborhood, and it just kind of it shook me, and it really made me aware of how this really happens right around the corner from where we live. And so it stayed with me for a long time. And then as I started making films, I knew I wanted to make a story that would address it and that would allow us to find a way to talk about it, but allow us to find a way to talk about it in a way that feels inspiring and that in a way that is about survivors, not about victims per se, but that really gives us a feeling that this is something that we as a society and as people we can work to a better place where we are handling and tackling this issue. I was not aware or maybe peripherally aware that truck drivers were taking these young women, you know, young age women across state lines. Were you aware of that before you started doing the research on this film? No, I was not aware of that. And it also, it's not something that happens a lot. You know, it's not, most truck drivers, actually, truck drivers tend to be a wonderful resource in combating trafficking because they are on the road and because they see as much as they do, they are very strong in combating trafficking. And and there's an organization called Traffic, uh, Truckers Against Trafficking that's doing wonderful work. But however, with traffickers, they, because it becomes a federal crime when a girl or a boy is transported across state lines. So in order to transport it across state lines, they often force someone else to do that job for them. And while it's rare or it's not it's not any more normal that it would be a truck driver as it being someone in you know just their regular car uh, but in this instance 
that's her job. She is a truck driver and an 18 wheeler is what she drives. I saw in the credits something about Peterbilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 Peterbilt were wonderful with us. They let us borrow a lot of trucks. They let us use our trucks when Juliette Binoche learned how to drive a truck. They've been a wonderful support. Right. And they, they're, they obviously they're against human trafficking and they have, don't they yes. have something, you know, foundation or something that they're working with? They are a proud and important sponsor of truck against trafficking so they work uh, they work prominently in that way and and also the truck that are that Juliet Binoche drives is a Peterbilt right right well kudos to Peterbilt we'll give them yes. a little shout out very, right now very, very much yes. I mean really you know anyone and any organization a corporation any company that does something active is part of getting us to where we need to get with this issue yes definitely so let's talk about the casting because oh my goodness what a great cast and Julie Juliet Binoche, it, it's such against type for her. I mean, I always see her as these, this very sexy woman in most of her roles and, you know, very, mm-hmm. of course, very French. And here she is as this American truck driver, which is so against type. So let's talk about that casting and why Juliet was attracted to this role. So, you know, it's incredible to work with someone like Juliette Binoche, because like you say, she has transformed for this role. And then, you know, a few months later, she transforms right back into something completely different. This is an incredible actress. And there's no, you know, one one understands how she won an Academy Award. Mm -hmm. She's she's incredible in her work, in her training, in how she delves into the work, in how she immerses herself. She learned how to drive a truck. She went on the road with a trucker, a female trucker that I've got to know very well, Desiree Wood. She went on the road with her, you know, spending her days in the cab and her nights sleeping in the bunk around at the truck stops, etc. So she is a wonderful actress. So for me, you know, just knowing that you have such an incredible actress, then you know that she can accomplish what's needed for the role. For her, how she was attracted by it, I think is exactly for that. You know, people are used to seeing her in certain roles mm-hmm. and it's a joy for her to put on something else and to try try a very different type of character. So she, and one has to have a little bit of luck too, because when my cinematographer had done a movie with her 10 years earlier, and he sent her the script, and when he sent it to her, she was on a road trip in the US and in the same landscape as the film. So she told me later, she said, you know, Anna, I started reading the script on my phone and I read about this landscape in the script. And then I looked outside the window and it was the same landscape. So I thought, I just have to do this movie. Wow. <laughs> That's great. That's a great story. I mean, it's just amazing that you attracted her to this role. As I said, it's so against type for her, but she's wonderful in it. Absolutely wonderful in it. And then you have the fabulous Morgan Freeman, who's yes. always wonderful <laughs> in everything that he does. So how did you attract him to this to this movie? Because he's busy. I mean, he does a lot of... Oh, well, right now, Juliet Binoche, is, there's like a re- renaissance with her. She's in so many yes. things at this moment in time, which is great. But Morgan Freeman has been, you know, always a super busy and seems like he's in so many different things. So how did you attract yeah. him? Well, he read the script and it, it was the script. The producer sent the script uh, to his team and uh, and he wanted to do this role. It feels incredibly lucky and, and feels just, uh, he's a wonderful person to work with and he always delivers as we all know. And, and he's just one of those people who makes everything the best that it can be. So it was a true treasure to work with him. When I was doing the research that I had read that uh, the part was smaller when he first read the script. So let's talk about how you made it a bigger part for him. Well, actually, 
actually, because we had been told that, you know, that he was interested in this project, but that he, because because of his age now, that he often would only do characters that needed like two to three days of filming. And the Gary character that he plays needs a lot more than that, as you as you know from seeing the movie. Right. So I actually wrote a specific character for him that would be a smaller character. But when he read the script, he wanted to play this character. He wanted to play the bigger part. So then eventually I actually took out again the other part because we needed to make the script more efficient. And I'm I'm so glad that he is playing Garrick. You know, once I had him on board, then obviously then I formed the role even more to him. But it's really all him. He is the one who, who brings what it is. Yes, yes. Well, he's, as I said, he's always wonderful and he's wonderful in this. You also changed the location where you were going to shoot this film because of Morgan Freeman. So. Yes. So tell a little, talk a little bit about that, too. Well, when you get Morgan Freeman on board, and he is, he was 84 years old at the time. I did not realize Then that. you want to make it really doable for him. And uh, so I traveled out to Mississippi, and uh, I started driving around, and then I really fell in love with it for this movie. And the truth is, I'm very glad that we ended up there, because I feel like it's a landscape we haven't seen as much in movies. Mm-hmm. And it's a very rich and very and it has all of these sort of hidden treasures that you don't necessarily think of as being beautiful or as being fascinating but they are when you choose to film them in the right light and and when you let the story breathe inside of those landscapes so I'm, I'm very glad that we ended up there and you were doing this in July oh my goodness <laughs> July yes, I mean, in Mississippi yes <laughs> so let's talk about no. what the challenges were of filming oh. in Mississippi in July. Yes, Mississippi in, in end of June and July is its own world. Yes. And uh, it's, uh, it's hot. It's very, very hot, very muggy, very humid. And there are a million mosquitoes. There are actually scenes in the film with Juliet and Halla, who plays Layla, where you can see mosquitoes circling around their poor faces. Oh, no. So it was, no, it, it, I have to be honest that it was incredibly tough, but it also gave a lot to the movie. The, you know, the sweat and the humidity and that kind of, that kind of humid, humid dirt and the humid reality gave a lot to the movie as well. It did. Yes, it definitely, definitely did. It, it's, it's interesting. I, I didn't, you know, when I read about that, I went, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you think movies, making movies is so glamorous, but it's not always so it was, glamorous. It was not very glamorous. <laughs> believe me, it was not very glamorous. So, let's also, Frank Grillo, is it Grillo? Yeah, or yeah, Grillo? Yeah, he he always delivers, and he, you know he. This is an interesting little role for him too. So let's talk about his casting and and his role in this film and what it was like. I mean, because you have just a great cast. What you know? What yeah. a, what a director's dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, really, you know, it's, and it's uh, such a privilege because that's, w- w- once I'm on set, that's my main job. Obviously, leading up, there is every, you know, there's everything that I think of, but once we're on set, it's really the actors that, that's my main, main work. And working with good people obviously makes a huge difference. Uh, Frank Rillo, I, I really love the thought of him for this part. And I don't want to say too much about his character because, when people see the movie, I want them to to go through the experience with him. But it felt like a good match with Juliet. 
And I knew that he had uh, a lot to bring to this character. Yes, he definitely does. Yeah, because it's a, it's sometimes we see these characters as one way, but um, this mm. is a layered character. So with, yes. you know, with lots of different layers and its flaws and whatnot. But yeah, you're right. It, it, yeah, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very complicated and it's a complicated and, and damaged character who, who, who really loves his sister. And she really loves her brother. And she mm. really loves her brother. Yeah, so there, there's, yeah, really there's that. So let's talk about the young actor because it's pivotal I mean her her role I mean you have these amazing actors who've been acting a long long time and now you have this young actress who doesn't have that much experience and uh, yet she's absolutely wonderful in this role and uh, so let's talk about her and how you found her because I know it's always difficult to find child actors in this business mm-hmm. even though there's so many of them out there it's just hard to find the right one so how did you find uh, this young actress? So Halla Finley Halla Finley is incredibly talented. She's also, she's a very hard worker and and a real professional. And we found her, we, as you say, we we did spend a lot of time with the casting and we we worked on the casting for Layla for over a year, actually. And the truth is that there were many who were quite, quite wonderful. But what Halla had that, that I think was pivotal for her portrayal is she has this incredible imagination. So she is able to bring herself to experiences that she has never experienced herself and make it truly real for herself. She's so special because she has she has vulnerability and she has great strength and and she has this power in her and when you wow if you walk past her in the hallway you might not think so much of her but when she comes on the screen she uh, explodes on the screen and she's really magnetic and so she i mean she is going to be she is a star but people are going to discover her as a big star as the years go along and as and as she's allowed to play characters like this characters where she can really shine and unless she decides she wants to be a doctor or an architect or something she is going to have a very strong career wow it, it, it was just such a joy to work with her and to see her and Juliet. and i remember like i remember the first because we had rehearsals leading up to the shoot i remember the first rehearsal with Juliet and hala and and you know and Juliet is very generous she's very kind of gentle and very giving with the people she works with and 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 she was and and i know that Juliet was a bit nervous about whether this young actress would be able to really meet the challenge of the character and in this first rehearsal we came to a scene that was a difficult scene and she just blew Juliet away and I already knew because I had seen her in auditions but she blew Juliet and the others in the room away and then and then I knew that this chemistry that started growing between them would just be electric yeah so it, was, it, it was it was fun yeah it really it, it really is electric and and as you watch this film progress you know and the relationship grow it's it's a it's a, a, a wonderful performance. The whole, as I said, everybody in this film is excellent, and it's a, it's riveting. Also, it's it's a, the kind of film where you I love it when you just get sucked in and you just like you're on a ride and you just want to ride it to the end. And that's what this film is. It's it's timely. It's a good, as I said, you know, the topic is very timely and a very important issue. There's that, but it also it's not just about that. It's about the as you know the relationships 
steps that takes take place, but just also how you've unfolded this because it's it just is layer after layer after layer. So kudos to you for you know writing this. How long did it take you to write it? Oh, <laughs> well, so I I wrote the first uh, I wrote the first treatment for it when I was pregnant with my first son. And then I wrote the first draft right after he was born. And he is turning 10 in October. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so a long process. Yes. So uh, so it's it's been 10 years. Wow, wow. But you know, it's not unusual for, for, for films to take 10 years. And obviously, I've done a lot of other things during those years. So it's not it's not the only thing I did. But I certainly was working continuously also on this. And it went through a number of page one rewrites, meaning to write rewrite the whole script from beginning to end. And uh, I don't even have number of how many revisions, but that's what you need to do to make something that really manages to to work and something that like you say is yeah it deals with something important but it's really also just a riveting movie yes and that's what was important to me it was important to me that this is not an issue movie this is a riveting movie that you want to watch and you are satisfied at the end and you feel like like this is a movie you go out of the theater and you and you want your friends to see it because you want them to have that experience definitely no question about it yes you definitely do let's talk about the women truck drivers uh, oh yes yeah let's talk about One of my them. favorite topic yeah oh, good <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i mean who doesn't want to know about women truck drivers it's such it's exotic because it is we see you know we see even even trucking trucking in general because we see most of us we just pass by trucks on the road sometimes we're annoyed you know if we end up behind the truck we're annoyed <laughs> yes. because they block our view and and then at the same time they're the ones to bring who bring us everything we need our clothes, our food, our frozen pizza, our Twizzlers, our, you know, everything. And then on top of that, then female truckers is these women are trailblazers in such a male dominated industry. And they, and so early on in the writing process, I met this woman, Desiree Wood, who has an organization called Real Women in Trucking. And I started talking with her and they had recorded these conversations that they would have on their site. And I started listening and then they invited me into these conversations. So I would sit in my small apartment in New York and they would be all over the continent and I would be in conversations with them, listening into them, hearing their stories and I grew to respect them so deeply because these are all of these women are women who have made some tough choices in their life and who have found a better life for themselves and have found an independence and a way forward. So it's it's fascinating with these women. So Desiree Wood was wonderful in the process. She became my my consultant, you know, on the script. And also she would read scripts, we would have conversations. I went on right along with her. And then when we came to Mississippi, I also came in contact with Diane McNair-Smith, who runs a trucking company called Three Girls Trucking Academy. And Fine. she became such a wonderful resource for us as well. And, uh, and they are both in the movie. Oh, okay. So Desiree Wood plays Patty, one of the female truckers, and Diane plays Dolly, one of the other female truckers. So it, it, it's quite special. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, they, they, yeah, I, want, I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 you know, you don't even think about women being truck drivers. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know why that never really crossed my, my mind about right. that. So it opened up, you know, it opened up 
for me to think about that a little bit, mm. you know, and what that life would be like. I mean, just in general, you're right. You know, we don't even think about it. You're, we, we do get upset when we're behind trucks and all of that when we're driving. Mm-hmm. But you're right. We, we don't think about what they're doing for us. You know, they're doing, yes, you know. exactly. And so how what unsung heroes, particularly, you know, through mm-hmm. what we just went through, uh, you know, the last couple of years. So yes. um, it, it, that also was eye-opening, too, you know, to mm-hmm. think about. So uh, very- well, I'm glad that that, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot of the, there's a lot in the script of the dialogue between the trucker women that's pretty much direct transcript from the conversations that I took part in with these women. Oh, oh wow. And, uh, and the same with the FBI, because I also had an FBI consultant involved in the process of developing the script and the story. And, and he unfortunately can't be named because he's an active agent and he needs to stay anonymous, but he was a wonderful, generous resource as well. He would read scripts and come with comments, come with suggestions of lines. So, some of the things that both Cameron says and Morgan says are also directly from him, which is fun. But that's what makes a story come alive, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's a lovely little tidbit, you know, for people to know when they're watching the film that these yes. are true conversations that took place. Um what was the most, other than the weather in Mississippi in July, mm. what was the most difficult part of this shoot? And how many days did it take you to shoot this film? Um, the most difficult part was that we had very limited time. Uh, we only had 25 days, which is very, very mm-hmm. little for this type of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do movies in 25 days, but this movie has an 18-wheeler truck. And filming, filming vehicles is very time-consuming from the get-go, and then let alone an 18-wheeler, which is, you know, 30-ton, 50-ton. And, um, and, and then also having, having a, a minor in, in one of the main roles is also, is also a challenge. Oh, yes. So, but, but, but those things, you know, that was all, that was all we, we knew, but really the time limit, having little time was, was the hardest because with these wonderful actors, I always wish that I could have given them more time that I could, could have given them more takes, that we could have had more time to just treasure the moment and enjoy the scenes, you know. Um, they obviously still managed to do a wonderful job, uh, but that was the toughest, yeah. was to fight against time. Yeah, and you've got great actors, so and they're, they're pros, so they know what they're doing, and you probably didn't need that many takes to begin with. Well, yeah, no, and, and, and Morgan told me from the get-go, because I asked him, you know, does he like many takes? And he was like, one. I like one take. Yeah, yeah. yeah they- <laughs> so... So that was... Uh, they know what they're doing. They can do it. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. all of them know what they're doing, but it's still, you know, actors give a lot of themselves. It's a very tough job. And it, it, is. it means a lot to them when they need it that they're allowed to take some time. Yes, exactly. Because you always... Because, uh, because that's... Uh, that is the best way to respect them exactly. is to be able to give them time. Well, it's been a joy talking with you, Anna. Where can people see this film? Paradise Highway. So it's going to be in select theaters on July 29th. And I really recommend people seeing it in the theater if they yes. can, yes. if it's anywhere close to where they live or where they're going to drive to. Uh, it's absolutely worth seeing it in the theater, but it's also going to be on Apple TV 
And uh, there might be, uh, you might need to get the exact information on that from, from, from the team. Okay. Uh, but, but really try to see it in theaters. Uh, and there are a few different places around the country where it's going to be playing. Great. So look it up locally Great. and see if it's playing somewhere near you. All right. Thank you, Anna. It's a pleasure having you on the show. I wish you much success with this film. I look forward to having you back with your next film for yes. sure. You have <laughs> a great Thank you so day. much, Jan. You're so welcome. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube, subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.